Hey, it's the Rye Man. Come to another Broncos Country Blitz. The Broncos lose a heartbreaker on Monday night to kick off the 2022 regular season, losing to the Seattle Seahawks 17-16, spoiling Russell Wilson's return to Seattle to take it to his old team. And, you know, this game was all about missed opportunities. I give Seattle credit for winning. I give Geno Smith credit. He, he showed up to play ball. And really, I mentioned this last night. We had a little Bronco party watching the game. I mean, Geno Smith looked like the quarterback that he should have been when he was originally drafted, if he had been used properly. I mean, he looked good last night. Got to give him credit. But I really feel you can look at the Broncos' blunders, and that's what this game comes down to. Now, let's look at it first at the defensive side of the ball. We're out of position, a lot of places on the defensive side of the ball. We're letting Seattle pick up first downs in huge chunks, blown coverages for touchdowns. It looked like the defense didn't come to play, and I don't think that's the case, that they didn't come to play. I, I think this comes back to the not playing your starters in preseason. And I know Hackett believes that, and who knows, maybe this game will change that. But look where he came from, Green Bay. Okay? Green Bay, for what, the last three, four seasons, have not played their starters in the preseason, and they have come out week one and laid an egg. I'm watching the game last night, and I'm going, oh, man, it's like the Packers. Like, that's what kept going through my head. It's like the Packers. This feels familiar. I mean, the Packers, boy, they laid another egg against Minnesota. On Sunday, same thing. They didn't play their starters in the preseason again. And I hope Hackett looks at this and goes, man, maybe I need to reevaluate that. I, and I'm not saying play him a ton. Play him a couple series. But the defense looked more like they weren't in sync. They hadn't played together enough. You know, you play your own team in practice, and I think things start to feel pretty good throughout training camp and everything. But you're playing the same opponent. I think helping, or I should say, it helps the defense to play a different opponent in the preseason. I, I feel it does. And the other thing is there, there was no pass rush. It started coming on late. But I feel that was a product of them not playing at all in the preseason. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, they made Geno Smith look like an MVP in the first half last night. I mean, that was crazy. And like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Seattle. Congratulations to Geno Smith. I'm actually happy for the guy. He, he's been through a lot. I've been in the league for 10 years. And you know what? If he fits Pete Carroll's system, congrats to him. You know, we got our quarterback. They have their quarterback. Move forward. And, you know, I think the defense this week has to go back to basics, go back to their schemes, their coverage, make sure they get ready for the Texans. Because the Texans are no small order. If anyone paid attention to how they played against the Colts, they are no small order coming into Denver next week. So we need to batten down the hatches and make sure that we are prepared for the Texans. And then some other things we have to go over. 12 penalties for 106 yards. Terrible. Garrett Bowles, victim of a couple of those. Bad. I hope he's not reverting to the old Garrett Bowles. It kind of seemed like it a little bit last night. There were a couple holding calls 
that we saw went, man, they didn't catch it. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe we're just being critical. And then all of a sudden, Joe Buck goes, well, that looked like a holding call on 72 or whatever he said. And it's like, okay, nope, not just us. <laughs> that should have been a holding call. But it just seemed like everything was out of sync. And by the time we started syncing up in the second half, it was too late. And really, 0 for 4 in the red zone, that, that can't happen. You know, and, and think about it. We lost by one point. Those times we were going in for the touchdown, if we would have gotten the field goals, would have been enough to win. When we went forward on fourth down, yeah, hindsight's always 20-20. Went for that field goal there. That would have been enough to win. And let's go to the final play of the game. Brandon McManus is a fine kicker. I'm watching going, what are you guys doing? What in the world are you doing? Put it in Russell Wilson's hand on fourth and five. Let him get a few more yards to make it a respectable field goal attempt. And instead, they let the clock wind down and then call the timeout. And hey, that's great. Russell defended Hackett after the game and said, I agree with the call and all that. I don't know if he really believes that or not, or he's just making sure to show team first. But Russell Wilson, we traded a lot to get him. He's playing against his old team in his old stadium, and you put the ball in the kicker's hands. No. No, no, no. You put it in Russell Wilson's hands, and you know what? If we don't make it a fourth and five, I'm going to feel a lot better about it than a 64-yard field goal. And even when Pete Carroll iced the kicker, the first kick wasn't good. That should have told you right there. Like, oh, shoot. I think we made a blunder here. And, and I don't get why they didn't call a timeout sooner. So what happens if you miss the kick? Seattle's going to get the ball back. But guess what? You still lose anyways. Why, why wait so long to call the timeout? That was poor clock management. And I think Hackett said he hired people to help him with game management, just like our prior coach, Fangio. Whoever these guys are, I don't think they're helping very much. I don't think they're helping very much. I hear all these coaches hiring people to help with game management, and the game management's still horrible. You know, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a corporation that's too top-heavy on managers. You just don't need them. They're not really doing anything. It looks good on paper, but they're not doing anything. And that is just frustrating. I know hindsight's twenty twenty. McManus, that, that kick was a little off. If you would have made it, we'd all be saying something different. Like, man, that was great. He hit a 64-yarder, second longest in NFL history. What a great move. But that didn't happen. He moved. He missed it by a couple inches. And honestly, I look at it this way. The best Bronco kickers ever, Jason Elam, Matt Prater, Brandon McManus. But Brandon McManus is number three on that list. Like, I would trust the first two in their prime way more than Brandon McManus. Just how I feel about it. I feel like Brandon McManus' best year was Super Bowl 50, and ever since then, he's been kind of spotty here and there. So I I don't think I would have done that. And I, let, let me get it straight here. Coach Hackett will be a great coach. I still feel that way. But boy, did he go through growing pains on national TV last night. My goodness. All the delay of games. It's Hackett calling the plays into Wilson. Why are we having a delay of game? It's not going through a third party. It's going straight Hackett to Wilson. I mean, you guys were putting this game plan in for weeks here and there. There's no way it should be taking that long. I mean, a lot of those delay of games are on Hackett, you know, kind of delaying or, or, or uh, you know, just hesitating on what he wants to call. I mean, that, that showed up at the end of the game again. You know, be precise, make the call, and if you're not sure, let Russell call the play. You know, give him one and say, if you don't like it, call the other one. But it just didn't make sense at the end of the game. 
we keep talking about letting Russ cook. That's been our whole thing. Let Russ cook and let's ride the entire offseason, preseason, ever since we got him. And then we put it in the kicker's hands at the end of the game. It just makes absolute no sense, and it completely is on the other side of what the message is. So if I was Hackett, I would make sure you keep your locker room because the message the message is kind of confusing right now. If I was a player, it's really confusing right now. Now, obviously, there was sloppy play on the field. Devontae Williams fumble near the goal line. Melvin Gordon fumble near the goal line. Melvin Gordon, of course, was first. He was trying to reach over. I get it. You know, but still a fumble. Javante Williams, that that was just a bad blunder of a fumble. And that was the first time since 1987 that there were two fumbles. I believe it's inside the five-yard line or four-yard line twice in one game by the same team. First time since 1987. That's crazy. That is crazy. And even Russell Wilson, now, let's make no mistake, we have our quarterback. Russell Wilson delivered last night. He was not the problem last night. Now, a couple of his passes were thrown short. I think, once again, if you would have let them play just even a little bit in the preseason, that wouldn't have happened. But still, 29 of 42 for 340 and a touchdown? We haven't had that production at quarterback since Manning left. Maybe a game here and there. Maybe. So, obviously we have our quarterback, but man, the defense let him down, the coaching staff let him down, Hackett looked like the rookie coach that he is, and I think we just have to look at this and go, you know, if we would have cleaned up the red zone a little bit, really, think about it. If the Broncos would have cleaned up the red zone, we probably would have won this game somewhere around the area of 28-17, 31-34-17, honestly. If we didn't have the mistakes we did last night and the penalties, that, that is a realistic look. But you know what? Like Chris Berman says, that's why they play the games. And unfortunately, Denver did not bring their A game to Seattle and, and you know win the game or, or show their best for their new franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson. And, you know, what's interesting is, is us as fans, we all kind of go, man, I don't know what they're doing at the end of the game, you know, and you hear all these analysts and everything. I, I didn't watch ESPN2, but Peyton Manning and Eli were on ESPN2. I saw some of it after the fact, and Peyton sitting there wondering what they're doing, why they're letting the clock run down. So, you know, I, I appreciate Russell Wilson being stand-up at the end of the game saying, hey, I don't have any problem with the call. I got to think, there was a conversation on that plane between Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, or maybe after they got off the plane. Next time we're in fourth and five, and we're on the fringe of field goal range, it's probably technically a little out of McManus's field goal range. Got to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand. You got to think they had a conversation back and forth going, hey, wherever in this again, we need to make sure we're on the same page. I mean, yeah, I it's just it's just hard to swallow because you don't want to take anything away from Seattle, but you really feel like Denver lost it more than Seattle won it. And like I said, I'm happy for Geno Smith and, and, and maybe he's finally found his spot after ten years in the NFL and if he fits Pete Carroll's system. Pete Carroll did not feel Russell Wilson fit 
his philosophy on football. But it's going to make us feel that much worse if Geno Smith goes back to the usual Geno Smith the rest of the year. Because I kept saying it last night, Geno Smith has been known for at least one good interception a game. And we didn't get one last night. He's usually known for one good interception a game, and we didn't get one last night. You got to think, you got to think there was an opportunity there we missed as well. And one last thing before we close this out. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, stop switching the running backs back and forth. When Fangio left and Hackett came in, we're like, awesome. Javante Williams, running back number one. Melvin Gordon, situational player. Why? Oh, why was it still going back and forth like it did in the Fangio era? Do not understand that. I felt like Javante started getting a huge burst. That I mean, he was just knocking people over, making people miss tackles. You pull him out, you put Melvin in, he's lost. He's basically lost his groove. And, and it, I mean, he had a couple that would come back up again, but it's like he had to build back up to it. I think Javante is a running back that just continues to build, and if you keep giving him the ball, he'll just get better as the game goes on. This whole thing with splitting him and Melvin is just not a good idea. I mean, at this point, I like Melvin Gordon just fine. You know, obviously he's had a good career as a Bronco, but you know, I don't know if we should have brought him back if this is going to be the philosophy again. Because you know what, if it was Javante Williams and Boone in the backfield, you know Javante be getting the bulk of the carries, and there wouldn't be any carries being taken away by another back. I think they need to really take a serious look at that. And I don't know. You know, say, hey, is Javante William running back one? We probably need to treat him like it. You know, I mean, he obviously can catch the ball out of the backfield. He does a lot of other things really well. So does Melvin Gordon. But I think Javante Williams has shown he can handle the majority of the load at running back. So we'll see what is in store against the Houston Texans. I think a couple bright spots I can mention before we close this out. Obviously, I already mentioned Russell Wilson. Huge game. We have our quarterback. And Jerry Judy, for the first time in two years, finds the end zone and has over 100 yards receiving. That's not the first time in two years. But yet, the touchdown is the first time in two years he's gotten a touchdown. But a 100-yard receiving game and a touchdown for Judy, that's the production we've been looking for. Sutton had 70-plus yards receiving all that looked that looked good it was a slow start but it looked good once it started clicking so th- there is there's definitely hope there that that this offense can still cook so to speak uh once it gets rolling we just can't stumble out of the gates like that again so once again disappointing loss on monday night football to start the season the broncos lose to the seattle seahawks 17 to 16 to drop to 0 and 1 on the 2022 season Up next, as I mentioned, the Houston Texans at Mile High Stadium next Sunday. Until next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos Country. And on Twitter at DDCR underscore BCB.